Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. everyone i'm comma and you can find me at the hyphen real hyphen comma splice on tumblr and tonight we're going to continue our character spotlight and we'll be talking about bobby b or as he's probably more commonly known uh as robert baratheon and i am joined by lot i am lot lady of tarth hyphen post on tumblr and guile Hi, I'm Guile. I tweet at Door Podcast. And our returning guest, Cody. Hey, I'm Cody, and you can find me at Twitter at The Crimson Lord. All right. So, as I said, we're going to talk about Robert Baratheon. Whoa. And I guess we'll get started by, um, well, if you've already listened to our past episodes, you'll know we ha- kind of have a couple of common questions. So, um, what... I'll start by asking, what is everyone's favorite moment for this character? Huh. Don't all think, jump in at once. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's his when he's talking to Ned after they leave Winterfell, and he's just kind of sharing like his dream, essentially, of just saying "fuck it" and you know going off to Essos and being a sellsword. Yeah. I don't know. He, hmm. I don't know. He's a he's a complex character. <laughs> and we we don't really get to know him that much. Well, we all of his like his most heroic or his most attractive time is prior to us meeting him. Yeah, we kind of get the like uh, former football, high school football athlete version of exactly. Robert Baratheon. Well, in his glory years. I mean, we we do we do hear a lot about him. So, I mean, does it have to be a favorite moment that's happened, you know, in the present narrative? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I love Robert Baratheon, and I'm probably going to spend some time defending him tonight. But <laughs> in terms of like a single moment. Yeah. Why no, he's you not like him? Here's your chance. <laughs> he's not someone that it's easy to point out. Like, oh, I loved it when he did this, or I loved it when he did that. Because, like, the tragedy of him is that he frequently didn't really do what would have yeah. been like the better thing for him to do. I mean, can we consider killing Rhaegar Targaryen as like one of the good things he did? I think so. I think there definitely needs to be some people on this podcast who would say, hell yes. And I think, too, when he's talking to Ned and Ned's, like, ragging on him about Jamie, and, you know, Robert's like, someone had to kill Ares. Like, you know, someone was going to have to do it, which is like, thank fucking God. Like, Robert's, like, the only person in the story that gets that. This wasn't some, like, horrific act of Jamie's. Like, this was, you know, something that was going to happen in the war, and they're damn lucky they didn't have to do it. Yeah, because they would have been labeled a Kingslayer as well, would they not? Yeah, and I mean, I don't think Robert – I mean, maybe Robert could be a successful king having killed the prior king. Like, maybe that – 
maybe that's acceptable in a way, but, you know, Ned, like, what would he have done if Ned killed Ares? I assume Ned wouldn't have been able to, like, he wouldn't have been able to live with himself. I mean, like, like under the name of, like, the Kingslayer, you know? It's just, I don't know Although how to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess for Ned, he wasn't in the Kingsguard, yeah, and he would the, be avenging crux, his, you know? Right? Well, that's yeah. It would have been just, I mean, the reason why Jamie gets so much slack is because he was in the Kingsguard. Neither of huh? these guys were. They would have been just fine. Part of war. I do like that Robert's like, yeah, duh. Like, what else? Yeah. <laughs> what was he supposed to do? You know, for me, it's funny because it's it's not well-liked by a lot of people, but it, it, I'm going to go to the show here now because um, I did like the first season of the show. Um and uh, there's that scene they wrote in for him and um, Cersei. Oh, the yes. And ignore the whole chronology thing. I mean, because really the whole baby business makes no sense. But um, I really liked. I liked him in that moment when he was talking to her and they were just like having this sort of conversation that uh, such a sort of like felt like an earned moment in terms of the writing in a way, you know, that sort of, these are two people who, you know, no, I never was going to love you. <laughs> I mean, it's not an admirable, he's not an admirable guy in a lot of respects. And I right. mean, his actions in the, 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 you know, the, a game of Thrones are not particularly likable or anything, but I, I do you like, know, have you guys seen the favorite? Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> I, I want feel to. like he's so, you know, if you've seen it, Olivia Coleman plays Queen Anne, and you know she's she's pathetic. You know, you she's not. I mean, that's just like the. I mean, there's many. You know, there's great things about the performances, but the character is portrayed as you know and as pathetic. Like you still like her though. Like you really like her, but you know she's pathetic, and. You know, Robert is pathetic. Like, I mean, literally, his story is of pathos. Like, that is such that is such what I get from it. And I think what I respond to is you don't necessarily see that story a lot. You don't see characters that you know, Queen Anne wasn't going to overcome anything. You know, Robert's not going to overcome anything. They're never going to try. You know, they're not going to triumph. Like, that's not the story we're being told. And I kind of appreciate that amidst every you know amidst all the other stories in this song. Um, you know, Roberts is one that is interesting to me. Well, I guess that sort of leads into my next question, which is what do you most love about him? And Oh, I mean, what, what breaks my heart, Robert breaks my heart in that, you know, think about like if Robert wouldn't have drowned him, wouldn't have drowned himself in like liquor and like his like, his anger over being denied the life that he thought he was going to have. If he would have like been able to rise above it, you know, he would have been, imagine him leading a war against the, against the others. Like this is the perfect war for him. Some, you know, a war where there isn't politics, there's nothing but, you know, like just kill, like just win, just fight. Like he was born for that. And then I think of, you know, I think of his children, like, the ones that he, you know, the children that he never knew, like, how could he love a son more than Gendry? Like, Gendry is, like, everything that Robert would want. Like, his strength, but then, like, the strength of character that I think Robert, like, knows that he lacks. 
and then um you know maya you know the other one of his children that we get to know like she's this like wonderful brave young woman who you know is like loving obviously she's pretty patient if she was able to have um you know robin love her and stuff and i mean how could he not love her as a daughter like what you know imagine like how much well, he would love having this like he met her feisty, right but i mean when she was, was a there girl. and then he disappeared you know well and but cersei threatened basically mm-hmm. to kill her if he brought her to king's landing but, I mean, just, like, to have this feisty, wild, brave girl. Like, he would have loved those children. So it's just this, what might have been. And I think to go back to your early question, earlier question, I mean, one of the things I like about Robert is that I feel like he absolutely knows his flaws. Like, he knows who he is. He knows he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he does. And it, that, that's, the, that's the sad thing about his whole life is he could, after the whole war had ended, he could have risen up, and he could have actually been a decent king. Yeah. But it, it, he failed. I mean, he just couldn't get over it. So I think of Robert as, I have a, I had an uncle Potter. Potter was his nickname. And when Potter, you know, Potter was a shit, but he loved him. You know, when he was the guy that, you know, when he died, he had multiple ex-wives crying at his coffin. <laughs> Which, you know, tells you a lot. But my family, my dad's side of my family is, done something kind of weird <laughs> something weird at wakes where this this legit so i'm gonna tell the story this actually happened and i also feel like it sort of describes robert baratheon to me and maybe why i like him so much is like let's say it's putter's funeral one of my many aunts would stand up and start singing and she'd sing here's to putter and then everyone would respond here's to putter and then she'd again here's to potter and then everyone responds he's a horse's ass <laughs> that's, wow. that's like the tribute that you know the tribute that more uh, more than one of my relatives um received at their, their waist <laughs> so and you know it's that's robert like he was a horse's ass pretty much um Okay, this should be... I know be... it's really hard to top that. <laughs> I actually, I have a, a, something that happened at a class reunion that made me, it kind of makes me think about him in a really sad way, but I'll save that. Um, I don't think I can top the funeral story, though, no. Um, Sing. Sorry. There must be yeah, singing. No. <laughs> uh, no, there's no singing in my story. Um, what do you most hate about him? That he uh, gave up on himself. Yeah. I'm going to say probably raping Cersei. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, and beating her. Yeah. Just yeah. being yeah, being addicted to her his whole their whole marriage just terrible. I mean we hear it from Cersei's viewpoint and she's a sociopath and a narcissist, so I'm taking it with a grain of salt. If it's true, it's horrible, but well, we also well, I mean we get confirmation from other characters, don't we? Yeah, we do. Like, we don't we don't on the rape though. That's from well, her point of view. Well, I mean and it's they wouldn't call it that, but I mean we get I mean we know he beat her. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean I, I mean we know Cersei's also physically violent. you know, Cersei's physically I violent mean, as well. I mean, he's a, he seems like he's a, a somewhat functioning alcoholic granted everyone else in this book is too but um i mean it just there's just i i i know she's 
evil. I know she's a narcissist. I just, I still can't. It, it, it just. I just I, wonder I, if she's a liar. Is what I'm saying. Is she, you know, is she a liar? Like, I, I mean, I know, know that she is, but you know, is she, she a liar in her so, own mind? Like, I mean, it, it, it was. Some of her interior monologue kind of like makes me think that no, I mean, like he would he did come to bed drunk. I I get that seems totally believable, and that he was not gentle with her, and would hurt her. And and that doesn't I mean it doesn't sound like I mean it sounds like she had to take it, but because I mean he's the king and a man and you know, and I there's a lot of stuff where I think she's utterly deluded but somehow in that when she's thinking about those things it really sounds legit to me I agree I think like the description of him you know stumbling in and basically uh, it sounds like he's forcing himself on her and I even it, it if, just it just <laughs> what does she even say like like he even apologized would apologize yes. for it in yeah. the morning and I mean like I, I think like if she were truly delusional you know why would she even go there I mean it would be more like uh you know that evil mustache twirling villain who you know did all this stuff to me I mean it sounds more like he got drunk he wasn't you know, he was brutal. She didn't want to be there. So it wasn't like she was actively, you know, engaging with him. And then in the morning, he would be like, oh, man, you know, I shouldn't have had that last whatever. I, I glass of mead. And yeah. Then she killed him. They drink. A, well, ale so or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, pretty much they're even. <laughs> she just she did murder him. Well, this is true. Well, that would bring that would be my biggest mistake is he, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's our next question. Marrying her is <laughs> probably well, his but, biggest mistake. You know, at that point, I mean, you know, she's a special brand of of horrible. So I don't know, like, if he would have married. You know, I feel like if he would have married any other woman, like, they might have had a fun, like, you know, they might have had a fun year or two, and then he would have been bored. But, you know, she would have been like, well, this is what happens. Like, the king fucks around, and, you know, I have his kids, and, like, I just have to, like, live with this. Sort of like there's probably, and I'm not going to go look because I'm modding, but there is probably, you know those fanfics, like, five women he could have been happy with and one woman he couldn't? I bet you there's one for for Robert. Probably. I mean, but I don't know that he would have ever been happy with anyone after well, he I mean, had built Liana up so much that, like, no one was going to match that. But, you know, he could have well, had, mean, like, a life of relative happiness. You probably... Know? There were probably women who would have married him, not been happy with the score, but known what the deal was, and yet not like you know the Cersei, right, I mean, the smiling right. stoic like wife that would take, or, him, which isn't really a happy situation. But. Like you go, I mean, like all those. I mean, there's history is filled with marriages that you know it wasn't exactly what either person wanted, but they somehow made it work. I mean, I suppose that could have happened. I think his biggest mistake is just sort of, I'm going to answer my own question here. I think it's more, he just stopped trying. Yeah, and I think, you know, he didn't, I mean, the other thing is his relationship with with his brothers. Because if you think about, like, Stannis and Renly, they fill in the gaps of of the person that Robert isn't. Yeah. 
So, like, Renly's, you know, Renly is going to keep his shit together, kind of. You know, he's he's got, like, the bit of Robert's charisma, but he's more disciplined. And then, you know, Stannis is, and, you know, Renly's more politically adroit, maybe. And then Stannis is obviously way more disciplined and a little bit more strategic, even, I think. Yeah, I would go with and, that. You know, pretty, like, if Robert had shown Stannis a lot of loyalty, you know, Stannis would have given that back to him. And, like, frankly, he needed his brother's support for his reign, and he didn't really ever have it. Like, they should have been, they you know, if they would have been behind him, that would have counteracted the Lannisters quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I think that was, I don't think that was ever going to happen. I mean, if you think about it, it's like... Renly was a child, you know, when Robert, I mean, he didn't even grow up with Robert. He grew up with Stannis. Um, and he was a, like a baby, basically, you know, well, not a baby, but a little boy. Yeah. And I mean, Stannis had all that. I mean, man, that was just doomed. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of baggage there, but when you think of, you know, the role that John Aaron played in his life, he kind of wanted, he tried to slot Ned into that. And Ned just, Ned doesn't have, you know, didn't have the political capabilities, I don't think, of John Aaron and just wasn't, you know, he wasn't well suited for a role of Hand of the King, basically. And between, you know, if you look between Stannis and Renly, like the two of them absolutely could have navigated this. Because Renly would have, Renly would have been able to, like, play the game and Stannis would have had Robert's back. Well, and it really sounds like they, they kind of were, I mean, Stannis was going off to brothels with John Aaron, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And Renly certainly knew about what was going on. So, I mean, I think it, it could have worked if they had not been, if they had been maybe more functional. I mean, imagine if you picked Stannis's hand over Ned, like that, you know, what would, I mean, Stannis's well, reaction to that would have been like, <laughs> it would like, have been disastrous, but yeah, it would have, it would have, would have changed. Been, yeah, it would have changed his relationship with, with Robert. I don't know. Why would it be disastrous? I think that sounds like a great idea. I think Stannis is the, Stannis is your, um, what do you call it? He's a bit too rigid to navigate. Yeah, he, he's uh, like the guy you, you have in charge, the CFO. You know, you have him in charge of the money. You have him doing the detail stuff, which Han does do. Yeah. But I think you, you need to have a certain amount of personal charisma, which I know Stannis has, but not in the way he kind of would need for that job. They wouldn't mesh well, I mean, no. you know, in interacting. Got the fights. <laughs> Again, let's just lament that, you know, neither the show nor George R. R. Martin gave us any scenes of um, Robert's small council when Stannis was on it. Because Stannis dealing with Varys and Varys oh. and Pycelle and Littlefinger and Renly oh would have just been uh, hilarious. It would have been comedy gold. Just the teeth grinding would just have been, like, intensifying. Yeah. <laughs> What about Robert's smartest move? And, and I think we, we can afford to go back if we have to. I feel like it's hard move, a hard, hard thing to peg down because 
I well, don't I think... know if he operates off intelligence. Well, well I mean, what about maybe giving Theon to Ned? Like, hmm? giving Theon to Ned kind of neutralized the Iron Islands for all of Robert's life after that rebellion. Yeah, that secured the yeah, that secured the allegiance. Or, well. Okay. Do, I mean, do we think, <laughs> in a roundabout way, uh, ordering to have Daenerys killed? Yeah. <laughs> Just so she would rise up and I become mean, Daenerys. In retrospect, <laughs> yeah. Could have for other people, I guess. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, not for him, but not for, for other him, people. That's true. <laughs> do you think he regrets anything? And if so, oh, what I do you think he regrets everything. Yeah. <laughs> he probably regrets that. I mean, the tourney at Harrenhal after, you know, after what Rhaegar did, I'm sure Robert would think I should have just, you know, I should have demanded the marriage right then and there. Like, I should have, you know, t- staked my claim to her. We, sh- You know, we could have gotten married right there. I would have taken her back to Storm's End and everything, like nothing, everything would have been um, solved. Do you think he regrets not ensuring the Targaryen children's safety, Rhaegar's children's safety? No, I think he thought it probably had to happen and he was relieved he didn't do it. Right. If he even thinks about it. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I don't know. He wasn't really at court, so it wasn't, wouldn't have been like he would have known Elia, so he wouldn't have really had any, like, feelings, I think, about, um, yeah, he wouldn't have had any feelings about her. I'm sure he regrets his, you know, he regrets, you know, his quote unquote children in a way because, I mean, you know, he knows what, he knows Joffrey's a shit. Yeah. And he's not really, it doesn't appear, I mean, it's interesting, his kids do, I mean, they identify with him, at least from what we know. You know, they don't think of themselves necessarily as Lannisters. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, we know Tommen and Marcella are pretty good kids, and, you know, you can kind of see a little bit of Robert and Tommen, just, the, you know, the chubby childness childishness that feels kind of robert like to me so i have a real life story yay (laughs) so i was at a reunion and uh for high school and there was this guy who was wandering around and i i don't have the best memory about a lot of people and it was sort of a weird multi-year kind of reunion thing it wasn't just for one class and he was so eager to be there, like so happy to be at this reunion. And he recognized everybody. And um, I did that thing where like, I kind of faked it. Cause I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I, what I normally do like, Oh yeah. And then I go, who the hell is that? Which I know, you know, and, um, somebody told me who he was and the name sounded familiar. And then he, this person judged, you know, um, nudged my memory. And he was this big football player. He was like the jock. I, I vaguely remember him being pleasant. I don't, he was like a couple years older than me. So it wasn't like, you know, one of those people you have a K through 12 experience of. And I guess, um, things really fell apart for him after he graduated, like in a big way, there was an accident, there were all sorts of problems and he got stuck. 
And I think for him, high school was the best, greatest time of his life. And he's been on a downward slide ever since. And I just like, I think that's Robert. It's so funny because, you know, when you when you step backwards, it's like, well, he, he has the king. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but I mean, everything's paper, changed. Should be yeah. He's the king yeah. without a war. He's a king who would do well in a like military kind of situation. Right. He's king without a war, people. a wife and a son, like, you know, like all of the things that. You know, yeah, but, you think of like a, a medieval king having like the things that signify him, you know, he's bored by ruling. He basically likes to screw around a lot, which is great, except, you know, his wife, no one else likes that. And also he's leaving bastards all over the country. And those are, you know, people get uneasy about that. He's content to leave the ruling to other people, which is not a good thing. And even when he does get, you know, somebody in charge who he thinks he can trust, he doesn't want to do anything because he's, I mean, I think it's just he's peaked. <laughs> he peaked, you know, 18 years. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. And I mean, if, if he'd gone on and continued to maybe never be king or had just been like some sort of a knight out there fighting or, you know, he probably would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, you know, a lot of times too, you know, we talk about Jamie in terms of his, tra- you know, his trauma that he, he went through, you know, Robert's a few years older than him, but, you know, still not, you know, not an old man. And, you know, he has that trauma of, of, you know, fight, you know, fighting in that war, fighting in that war, losing, you know, losing Liana, Liana, um, you know, seeing these baby, you know, seeing these babies butchered in his name and having, you know, the crown thrust upon him and stuff. And, you know, we, it's hard to think of trauma as affecting like this huge manly dude, like, like, uh, Robert, but, you know, definitely absolutely can like he, you know, he, he quit and, it's hard to think it's just because of, of Liana or just, you know, just because of any one thing. It's sort of like a lot of shit happened, you know, a lot of shit happened to him, which kind of makes you admire Ned in a way more because like even more horrible stuff happened to Ned and, you know, Ned persevered like as, as like a, as a human being, like he built, you know, he built this life that he didn't expect to have, you know, the responsibility that Ned had, that he wouldn't have expected, you know, same as Robert, basically a wife that he didn't necessarily want, just like Robert, um, you know, dealing with, you know, losing his sister, losing his, his father and brother and stuff. And yeah, it kind of, you know, Ned, Ned definitely had, you know, was made of stronger stuff than Robert, even though Robert's the one that we think of, you know, so much in terms of his strength. Right. So what do we, I already mentioned what I liked about him in the series, but how do we think about him as he was portrayed in the series? Well, Um, isn't it like impossible to even like think about him without hearing it in Mark Addy's voice? Yeah. I think it was like, we got like such a little bit of time with him, you know, that one season and in a nutshell, I think he encapsulated all the attributes of Robert. Yeah. Like he's physically not him, you know? Mm -hmm. No. He's pretty short and stuff, but it like just goes to show, show you how much that doesn't matter. He's such a good actor, too. I was watching The Full Monty. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. He's great. 
And he plays the the comic or the the sidekick friend, you know. The but I was just like, and I saw there was this. Oh God, it was horrible. Um, it was like a slightly better version of Xena. You know that sort of. Yeah. It was set in Atlantis, and it had <laughs> um. Oh God, what's his name? He played um. I'm gonna blank on this now. Yeah, I think it was called Atlantis. It was like a two year season, <laughs> and um. Oh God, he played Ober or um not Oberon. Um oh God, I am losing my mind. Um Poseidon? Zeus? Alexander Sadiq. Hera? Um no. <laughs> the guy who played um he played um um Hades. Just like baby creatures. Shut up. i I have no memory. <laughs> no memory at all. Um Jocks, no, he was <laughs> In oh my god, I love Jocks. No, 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 no. no. The sh- <laughs> The show wasn't the show was recent, like the last five years. It huh. was just it was in that sort of vein. Yeah, he played Hercules, Atlantis, didn't he? Atlantis and they was he was Hercules, like Hercules, please. Yeah, he played Hercules. Mark Addy played Hercules in Atlantis. <laughs> he did. So it's like what? Yeah. Hercules got real chubby and short. <laughs> well, the whole point. It was like this guy who's like he ends up pulled into this from the modern day and he ends up pulled into the lost world of Atlantis before it's lost. And there's like sorcery and all these legends and he meets Mark Addy as Hercules a sort of rundown kind of con artist kind of guy but he was I mean he was he made it worth I slogged through two seasons of this crap because I thought he was really good (laughs) you know my favorite part in the series with um, Robert was his exchange with Lancel like like, I wish there were more of those scenes. Well, and like, again, Eugene Simon, it was such an underused asset in the show because he's so he's so good in those comic scenes with Robert and with um, with Tyrion. Like, he's so great. And then he's good, you know, he's good in his later role. Like, right. You know, having the book Lancel, the full spectrum of the book Lancel, you know, would have been nice to happen because I think, yeah, the actor was very much up to, up for it. Mm-hmm. And, like the stupid haircut, like everything about like season one and two, Lancel is just perfect. <laughs> like how skinny he was too, like just perfect. He was like a little twerp. I remember, yeah. and then when he came back, I can't even remember what season it was. Six, I think it was six. Yeah, it was like, like oh, Hello, who's he, this? <laughs> Hello, Lancel. Puberty. I mean, like you look at him naked in season one, and that is like a teenage boy. I mean. There's just no ifs, ands, and buts. And when he comes back, he's an adult. And then imagine if they had cast Gatehouse Amy and, like, how funny. Like, oh, oh, my God. Like, awful, but just, like. These are oh the things God. I regret. I mean, these are the scenes we should have had, damn it. Except you could never capture the best Gatehouse Amy moment, which is her, which is Jamie wondering if she thinks that he can feel her <laughs> holding his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean. I think that uh, would have anyhow. been phenomenal to have that whole exchange at Dairy. That was at Dairy, right? Yeah. Now. And, like, her mom is all saucy. Mm. Like, yeah, they, they were fun. Um, oh, I would Yeah, that. I agree. I think, like, Robert, like, show Robert I really don't have any complaints about. Like, he was, you know, he also had that scene where he's, you know, where Jamie's talking about Aries' last words. And, you know, Robert kind of gets the, yeah, that moment where he kind of gets the depth and seriousness of it, and he does such a good job of, like, kind of being a little scary in that moment, too. 
I love that whole conversation they have about who they killed in battle and the first man that they yeah. killed. And I, it's just, he was a really good actor. I'm really curious. Are they, are plans still ahead for them to do those prequels or is that dead in the water? No, yeah, there's, still- I mean, it's cast and everything. I think it's starting to film in a few months. Who did they but pick it's for just- him? Oh, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not, not Robert's Rebellion. It's like no. hundreds of years Henry, before. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's during the it, Age of Heroes. Yeah. It's like Naomi Watts is the female lead. And then I'm kind of curious who would if, if let's say they did like uh, the the Heron Hall thing and they did Rhaegar and all that. Who do you think they'd cast as a young Robert or ne- not necessarily who they would cast? Who would we cast? I think uh, what's his face? He's Superman. Henry Cavill. Oh, that might work. He's got like blue eyes, too, I think. <laughs> well, wait, what age not. are we talking about? Like, how old would like you have been? 20 something, mid 12, like. Oh, 20 yeah. Robert, oh, I'm looking at, yeah. That's a handsome man. Like, maybe he's a little too pretty, but. Yeah, I think you need. To, well, I mean, again, they rough could, him up. Yeah, that could be accomplished. Okay. Any other parting thoughts on Robert? Just, you know, again, it's 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 some one of those things like with all of our cat chapters when I think we talked about, you know, all the ways that she she was so prickly, she was so prickly, but we all, you know, we all really really liked her and it's like again, you know, despite all of Robert's flaws, which are which are many and varied, I still like him. <laughs> I can't help it. I just I like him, and I wish that his life would have turned out differently. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the things Stannis, like, could never, ever get past is, like, you know, he was trying to do the, he would try to do the right thing, and, you know, people hated him for it. And, you know, Robert just had to sort of be in a room, and everybody loved him like rooting for him yeah like we're rooting for you robert and it just didn't work out and it's just like yeah but i'm the one who you know got us through nope nobody cares you know (laughs) (laughs) oh robert do we have any mail we have um we do we have a email that came in which i will find shortly talk amongst yourselves <laughs> um <laughs> no it'll just be just be a moment we have an email from travis and he is referencing the rob stark episode and travis says i really loved your analysis of rob stark and look forward to more episodes focusing on characters um, i'm relatively new to your podcast and enjoy the casual vibe you take in your show Rob Stark is the hero we latch on to, right? He's someone that we perceive as being destined to right the wrongs in A Song of Ice and Fire, and we root for him. He's capable and honorable, but like his father, his sense of honor compromises his ability to win the war. Uh, Travis says, for me, Rob's biggest mistake was marrying Jane Westerling. And he has a few reasons. He says, as a king, he needs to be strategic in who he marries. While the Westerlings are a house of the West, they bring no value as none of the Westerland houses are going to betray Tywin. This isn't like the strategic marriage of Stannis to Celise Florent, who at least has a legitimate claim to high garden should the Tyrells get out of hand. He says he was duped as there is evidence to suggest that Tywin and or Sibel Spicer was behind the seduction of was behind the seduction. And then three, as one of the hosts pointed out, his closeness with the Westerlings caused him to lose a part of his northern and stark identity, especially with Greywind. And he has what he also has his smartest decision, which he thinks was 
Uh, Rob's smartest decision was splitting his host in a Game of Thrones. Sending his foot against Tywin while taking this, his horse to lift the siege of Riverrun is a brilliant strategy. It forces Tywin to engage and not change his plans and frees a critical base of operations and allies, reinforcements, and supplies at Riverrun. If Jamie had been successful, Rob would lose a valuable power base in the Riverlands, and it's possible um, if House Tully or their castle had fallen, Tywin would be able to gain support in the, in the entire region. This move and the capture of Jamie led to embarrassment for Tywin, and it also allowed Rob to take the campaign into the West and destroy Tywin's reinforcements massing there. So, I mean, it's interesting, you know, kind of Rob's mistakes being the personal and, you know, his successes kind of being the, the strategic, I think, is the theme, you know, from that whole episode that you guys talked about, you know, kind of kind of went on and on. Um, oh, it was everyone great. kind of seeing the tragedy of him, yeah. I love that. Um, I love getting this email because it's like, uh, it feels like we're getting, um, I guess, some listener insight so i hope that you know other people also write in as we go through these and if we've missed anything if yeah you're yelling oh, I'm at sure. us right now like why are you talking <laughs> about this please email I... us <laughs> well okay yes. that's a great segue into um if you would like to email us we would love to have you do that and you can do that by emailing us at close the door and at gmail.com or on Tumblr at close the door and come here.tumblr.com or on Twitter at door podcast. Um, please, uh, if you haven't already, please rate and review us on I- iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the places. Um, also, want to give a shout out to our Patreons. Um, if you want to get benefits like early access to episodes, please consider um, supporting us on Patreon. Uh, thank you to everyone on the panel and thank you for listening. I'm closing the door. Get out.